Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance card. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. That's right, it's me on a Monday. Who knew? But Ronas isn't here. I'm filling in, doing my thing. For the next hour, take you to the top of the hour, 8 o'clock. I'll have with me Steve Renner from Scout DFS and the biggest Saints fan I know. And there's a big Monday night game, if you weren't aware. Saints-Carolina. I'm sure people have a lot of guys in those games. Cam, Breeze, Kamara, Ingram. We'll preview it with Steve Renner at 720. Maybe talk a little daily with him. But uh, week 15, come and gone. And there's a lot of anger. A lot of bitterness. I hate fantasy football. My team sucks. Ah, blah, blah, blah. I'm so tired of it. The best team doesn't always win a fantasy football league. Have I not told you that a thousand times? All you can do is put yourself in the position to win. Can I control the fact that Saquon Barkley had 14 carries for 31 yards and the Giants weren't even going to show up? I can't control that. You were in the playoffs because Saquon Barkley brought you there. That he didn't bring us to the promised land? What am I going to do? Never play him again? That guy sucks. No, yeah, maybe he's not. Maybe not. Maybe he's only the top two player in fantasy football. Him and Gurley and McCaffrey. Top three. Jared Goff stinks. What can I tell you? He had a couple of bad games when it counted the most. Fantasy football is frustrating. I'm not going to lie. It's an imperfect science. This is all imperfect. There are injuries. Did I know Keenan Allen was going to get injured? If I did, I would tell you not to play him. Did I know that Aaron Jones was going to leave the game with a knee injury and basically do nothing? No, if I did, I would say bench him. Did I know that, that all of a sudden Jamal Williams is going to have value in week 16 now? I would have told you to cut that guy five weeks ago. These are just things we can't control. You know, in life, we are most of us, not everybody, certainly not everybody, but most of us are control freaks. We like to have control over everything. You can't control what a player is going to do. You can't control who's going to get hurt. All you can control is that you did your best and put the best lineup that you could out there. If it doesn't pay off, What can I tell you? I can tell you, come back next year, and let's get it done right. But I hate fantasy football. This is what Bill Simmons tweets out. I hate fantasy football. Fantasy football is for idiots. Only because you lost. You wouldn't feel that way if you you won. Right? Seriously. I'm trying to get the tweet because he put it out there. It was just so annoying. He was just so annoying about how 
how he was upset that people lost, how his team was, did poorly. I don't care. Right? So everybody does poorly in fantasy football. Do you know how many times I've had the best team and not win? Often. It's part of the game. It's part of the beauty of the game. If it were all easy, then there wouldn't be any fun in it. The beauty of fantasy is that you win it. Some guy wins it every year, it seems like. And some guys win it once every eight years. But man, that eighth year, that's the best year ever. You remember that victory, don't you? You remember when you won in 2013 in your home league, don't you? I beat that guy. I had this guy play for me, and he had two touchdowns. The guy's probably not even in football anymore. It doesn't matter. Sean Alexander had three touchdowns for me that week. Lindini and Tomlinson killed it. You still remember that, don't you? It's because it's a great sport. You're just not happy that you didn't win. You're not happy that things didn't work out like they're supposed to. Well, sorry, my friends. It's called life. Things don't work out like you're supposed to. Doesn't always happen that way. If it did, we'd all have different outcomes. I can't control that. Did I know that Marlon Mack was going to run amok against the Cowboys? No, I would have told you if they were going to win, Eric Ebron was going to have a big day. Not Marlon Mack. Can't control it. All I could do is get smarter for next year. That's what you can do. Make the right decisions. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to take risks. I, I, I actually made a terrible move this week. I had Mike Williams in four leagues, and I only played him in two. And I literally had him starting in all four. And at the very last second, I took him out in two because I just, I, I got scared. Got scared. I was like, yeah, what if he's not good at? And I talked myself out of it. After talking myself into it with Ronas at 2 a.m. on uh, the night before, on Wednesday. I knew it. It was my mistake. I pledge I won't let that happen anymore. Now, I still may win all those leagues, but I really would. I'm ahead by 30 in one league. I'd be ahead by 64 if I used Mike Williams. That, that, that league would be over. 5K would be in my pocket right now. You know what I'm saying? So let's pledge to make aggressive moves, to not be afraid at the draft, to not get for not not go after guys who have the down arrow pointing in their direction. Seriously, stop with guys whose arrows are pointing down. Were you a guy who drafted Tyrod Taylor or were you a guy who drafted Baker Mayfield? Were you the guy who drafted Carlos Hyde or were you the guy who drafted Nick Chubb? If you drafted Hyde or Taylor, you may need to find a different hobby. Or you may need to get some, you know what, cojones. Because you can't win a league doing that. Oh, Tyrod's going to play for the first eight weeks, I'm sure of it. No, he's not. Tyrod stinks. Carlos Hyde, he's the future. They gave him a big contract in the offseason. Yeah, and then they drafted Nick Chubb in round two. Hello. You played Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb this year. Good for you. Good for you. You showed, you have visionary status. Because you were forward thinking. The best teams are always forward thinking. They are. The best teams are always forward thinking. 
And I'm going to do something now. I, I wasn't planning on doing this, but one moment, please. Please hold. Please continue to hold. Thank you for holding. I'm going to take a look at my team here that's fourth overall in the online championship. Going for 50K. I still have... Um, I still have Mike William. I'm sorry. I still have Christian McCaffrey tonight. So let's go here. Okay. The draft board. I want to see what I did here. So I had the 12th pick. So anybody that tells you you can't win at number 12 was wrong. And at 12, I took Christian McCaffrey. Roto. Couldn't get the guys I wanted. Saquon Barkley went. I really wanted him. I didn't. I, I thought maybe he'd last. McCaffrey makes it to me. And I was wise enough not to take Kareem Hunt. I took McCaffrey and Cook. What did Dalvin Cook do for me all year? Very little. Very little. So here I was, my second-round pick. By the way, fourth overall in this league. Good chance to win it. And my second-round pick stinks. My third-round pick was Jarvis Landry. Ooh, ooh. Guy's been horrible. And then my fourth round pick was Juju. Hello. Good pick. My fifth round pick was Josh Gordon. Hasn't done that much either. He's been good. Not great. Good. In the fifth round, you'll take him. And my sixth round was Tariq Cohen. That was some value there. But look, Cook and Landry, not spectacular. Then I had Carrion Johnson in round seven. Was good when he played. Mike Williams in round eight. Right? Mike Williams in round eight. When people were taking Kenny Stills and Alshon Jeffrey and Kelvin Benjamin and Sammy Watkins, I took Mike Williams. Visionary. I wish I had taken Kenny Galladay and Mike Williams. I would have been happier with that. Galladay went in the next round, which I knew he would have. I knew, he, I knew that Galladay or Williams both weren't going to get back to me, and I had to pick one. Then I took Delaney Walker, by the way, in round nine, out for the year. D.D. Westbrook in round 10, who I'm sure I cut months ago. Then I backed up Murray in round 11. So I backed up Cook with Murray, thankfully, right? Now look what happened. Round 12, who do I take? Patrick Mahomes. I got Patrick Mahomes in round 12. He was the ninth quarterback off the board. The ninth. By round 12, anybody could have had this guy. Then I took Roethlisberger. I took Ebron in round 14. Nobody wanted Ebron. Everybody wanted Jack Doyle. Nobody wanted Ebron. And the rest of my team is crap. So what does that show you? I had McCaffrey. I had Juju. I had Cohen. I had Mahomes. I had Ebron. I had a core. Right? I had a core of stars. And then I worked the waiver wire. I, I worked it. Up and down, I worked it. So you don't win or le- lose a league with a draft. Because here I am, and I'm just, I've just proven it to you. This team is fourth place overall, might be first or second after tonight. And that is not the greatest draft board I've ever read. I did not win this draft at, the, at, at that time. You grind it out. You pick up waivers every week. You wait for somebody to drop something and you pick up something else. Right? 
Let me take a look now. Give me a second. I'll go back to that team. And we'll see. I probably don't have half of that team on my roster. I'm sure I don't. Right? Going back here now, so let's see. Well, I still had all the running backs. I added Muhammad Sanu, and I added Marquise Goodwin during the year. Somebody dropped them. I added Jonu Smith. I can't drop him now because he got injured, but I added him. I added Fairbane, good kicker, and I added the Seahawks and the Chargers defense. So look at that. I just made my team a little bit better. Just a little bit stronger to plug in those holes. And Goodwin wasn't even around this year. That's the key in fantasy football. Stay around. Hang around. Make waiver wire picks. picks. Plug away. You drop somebody, I pick him up. You get rid of this guy, I get that guy. You, I had the Lions defense. Somebody caught him, I took up the, the, the Seahawks. Fairbane, come on, the guy had like 23 points last week. Is this the greatest team ever? No. It's constructed in, in a strange way where I had five or six guys who really helped and I plugged the rest of the way. Can you do that? Yes, you can do that. Study hard, work at it. Be angry that you lost this year. That's okay. Be a little pissed off. I like that. I'm pissed off when I lose. Trust me, I am. You don't want to be around me when I lose in fantasy. I'm angry. And I'm angry at myself sometimes, and I'm angry at the players sometimes, and I'm just angry sometimes. Chippy. Mrs. Rhoda better not talk to me when I'm in a chippy mood. She knows. And then it goes away. And then I know I come back the next year, and I want to do it even better. So will I draft Saquon Barkley next year? You better believe I will. I will. So he had a bad game. Boo-hoo. Derrick Henry's been out of his mind. He was awful all year. Well, he's a really good player. I'm going to remember this. And when next year comes, I'm not going to remember how he screwed me. I'm going to remember how good he was at the end of the year. That's the difference. Most people remember the guy who screws him and say, I'm never taking that guy again. I look at the guy who screwed me and say, why did it happen? Well, it happened with Henry because the Titans didn't give him the football. And when the Titans finally gave him the football and stopped giving the football to Deion Lewis, things worked out. Right? Been a pretty good team the last couple of weeks. Derrick Henry may win somebody a whole lot of cash. A whole lot of cash. 29, 30 points yesterday. Unreal. Unreal. After 43 the week before, the guy's giving you 70-some-odd points in the playoffs. Who would have thought that? So don't be angry. Don't be angry at what happened. Don't be upset at fantasy football. It's not personal. Trust me, Saquon Barkley wanted to have a good game. He didn't. Trust me, Tyler Boyd didn't want to get injured at halftime. He was on his way to a great game, too. Okay, it doesn't always work out the way we want it to. It just doesn't. And I'm sorry about that. I really am. I'm sorry about that. But we get smarter, we get wiser, and as my friend Tony Sincata always says, never confuse the result with the decision. 
The decision was smart. I'm sure it was. Maybe the result wasn't what you wanted. But who knew? If I knew that Aaron Jones was going to get injured, I wouldn't have played him. Right? And you wouldn't have either. Would you have drafted Kareem Hunt if you knew that he was going to be kicked out of the league? Of course not. But you know what you would have done? Here's what you would have done. You should have had Spencer Ware. And if he was ever cut during the season, you should have had Spencer Ware. And if you had Kareem Hunt and he was out, why didn't you pick up Damian Williams? Right? You could have had Damian Williams. But you thought Spencer Ware was a starter. Maybe so, but starters get injured. You could have had Damian Williams. Then you're forward thinking. Then you're visionary. Be two moves ahead, guys. Be two moves ahead. When you're two moves ahead, you will be successful. I promise you that from the bottom of my heart. Because there's nothing more that I want to see you do than win. You know that. All right, when we return, I'm going to break down this game for you with Steve Renner from Scout DFS. Do you have any Panthers tonight? Do you have any Saints tonight? Who are the guys we want to put in? Who are the guys we want to leave out? We need to win week 15 so we can get to the Fantasy Super Bowl next week. We need championship belts, Scout Fantasy Sports. I'm Dr. Roto. I'm here with you till 8 p.m., and we're back right after this. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. I don't know what this world is coming to. All right, we're back. I'm Dr. Roto, Scout Fantasy Sports. With you here till 8 p.m. And if you want to win in DFS, whether it's NHL, NBA, NFL, you got to go to Scout DFS. And if you go there, you're going to find my friend, Steve Renner, the man, the myth, the Saints diehard. What's going on? Been a long time. Uh, it has been a long time. I need to get you a Saints hat because every time I watch you and Willie on you guys do your <laughs> weekly videos, you have a different hat on every single week. Yeah, I, I know. It's a Saints hat. I know. I need, I need one. I, you know, it's funny. I talk to a, I go, I go on t- sometimes with the, in New Orleans. I don't know the name of the channel. It's like Christian Garlic and Bobby A. Bear. Yeah, you know, WWL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Bobby, Bobby A. Bear is a, a trip, dude. I don't even know if he's awake. Yet. He is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he's awake, but he's not sober. So. Yeah, a little too much gumbo going on there for, for, for young Bobby. <laughs> All right, let's talk about tonight, Steve. Uh, New Orleans. So the myth, I guess, is that Breeze doesn't play well on the road. That was a big Ben myth, but I think that's proving true. Is there some validity to that? I, I've never felt that there's a lot of validity to it. The, the one thing that happens with the Saints on the road is, so I think if we look at his statistics, yes, it, it's valid. And so two things have happened with the Saints historically on the road. Number one is, uh, for whatever reason, the pass protection isn't as well on the road as it is at home. And, and that's probably true for, for many teams. And so with that, 
Breeze faces a lot more pressure. He's not able to hit those deep passes as frequently. And number two, they don't run the ball as well on the road for whatever reason historically. Now, I think this year they've done a much better job at that. But what's happened is it's all game dependent, and it's it's not just on the road. It's also out of course. Look, because he had the game in Atlanta this year where he he had a massive game. I think he put over 40 fantasy points that week, had two rushing touchdowns. Um, but, you know, I looked at the, the Cowboy game uh, a couple of weeks ago and thought that they came out with really a bad game plan in – when they played the Vikings and when they played the Ravens this year, two very good defenses on the road, they came out and they said, we don't care if we're only going to get two or three yards running the football. We're going to commit to the run, and we're not going to ask Breeze to throw it a ton. And they won those games. And then they came out against Dallas, throwing, 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 throwing. Dallas, you saw how physical they were. They got in his face. And they never really got that rhythm. And I think that tonight, hopefully, they're going to run the ball a little bit more They've always really played well against Carolina, this defense, especially more recently. I think Breeze is going to have a, a really good bounce-back game tonight. So it's it's week to week. But, yes, there there is a little bit to that. But, Doc, I think a lot of it is he's just that good at home. And and people see his numbers at home and think, well, he's not as good on the road. He, he's ridiculous when he's at home. Oh, yeah. I mean, I compare them to the Colorado Rockies at Coors Field. I mean, it's just you have to start them. So let me ask you this about Taysom Hill. I think if I were a Breeze owner, I'd be annoyed because I see Taysom Hill out there way too much. But as a Saints fan, could I argue that Taysom Hill may elongate Breeze's career a couple of years? He could. You know, Taysom Hill, look, he's been joked that he's just a football player. I mean, he started last year on special teams, and they've worked uh, him into the offense more this year. He had a big pump block last week. But look at Taysom Hill, not as much of a, you know, a quarterback or a detract from Breeze. He's really a third running back. And if you go look at Sean Payton's offense since he's been in New Orleans, they've always tried to get at least three running backs involved as much as they can. Now, the third one doesn't get as many carries, but I view Taysom as kind of an extension of the running game. He's kind of – he plays tight end. He plays even a little bit of receiver. And so people kind of look at it just because he's taken the snap and and Breeze is lined up on the side. But these are always situations where – they would most likely have come out and they would have run the football. Now, if if you want to be angry at any certain spot, it's when he comes into the red zone in certain situations and they let him run the football. And and in that spot, okay, well, Breeze isn't getting any points. Kamara's not getting the points. Ingram's not getting it. Sure, you can get that. But, yeah, he's extending Breeze to, to some degree just because he's helping them with, with the run game so much. And he's a spark. I mean, he's, he sparked the game last week. They were walking zombies against Tampa Bay. He gets the pump block. And they start to blow them out. So he, he's not going to go away. Um, and a little bit of narrative for you here, Doc. The, you know, Breeze is tied right now with Matt Ryan for the most players that he's thrown a touchdown pass to in a season. And the options pretty much are Taysom Hill or Dwayne Washington. And I don't recall <laughs> Dwayne Washington being on the field at all. So, so Hill's going to get a touchdown. You're gonna, yeah. <laughs> he's going to get a touchdown catch. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. All right, let's take a look at Traquan Smith for a second because he's had a couple of games this year where he has been outstanding. And then he's had a couple of games, and I mean, I know I owned him a couple of those weeks. I mean, he was tremendous in week 11. And then and in week five, he was great. But outside of that, he's been very uh, poor. Are the Saints yeah. happy with him? Is this a guy who just got lucky a couple of times? Or is this a guy who's got a bright future? Well, He's got a bright future. I, I've been a little bit surprised the extremes at which his game's been up and down. I mean, that, that Philadelphia game, we saw 
all of his potential on full display. But we also saw a Philadelphia secondary that was completely reeling and, and just had, had no answer that entire game. But, um, you know, Traquan has had two bad games in a row now. And specifically, he's had two really bad drops. And he got a little bit, I think, in Sean Payton's doghouse, which you get in his doghouse, you're not in there too long. Payton's going to put good players back on the field. But he had the drop against Dallas in the red zone. And then last week against Tampa, he had another ball that he should have caught that was dropped. And those are really his only targets. And, you know, Breeze has always been historically, he'll throw it to anybody. If you're open, he gets it to you. But if you're dropping the football, you know, Breeze is, is probably going to be hesitant to go back to you. That said, you know, when I saw him drop it against Tampa Bay, I kind of in my mind said, all right, he's, he's going to need a week or two probably get his confidence back, go work with Curtis Johnson, who's a really good wide receivers coach. Um, and I've, I've already circled down Traquan Smith next week back at home against the Steelers in what should be a shootout. I think you're going to see a bounce back for him there. And, you know, going forward in the next season, I, I think you're going to see much more consistent Traquan than, than we've seen this year. All right, let's, talk, let's look a week ahead. I, I, I'm going to assume that they win tonight. Now you're playing the Steelers at home. And the Steelers are coming off a huge win against the Patriots. Huge. I mean, nobody saw that coming. Patriots losing twice in December. Can they match up with Juju and Brown and James Conner? Is this a game that the Saints expect to win? Or is this going to be a 40-38 to 38, uh, you know, barn burner? You know, oddly, I've, the, the Steelers have been a team that I've, I've kind of pegged right all season. I had them under 10.5 wins. I drafted... James Conner everywhere, or you talk about, you know, be bold at your draft. I have, I had Conner everywhere. And look, I, I got unlucky that, that he's gotten hurt these past two weeks, but um, I actually was not surprised that Pittsburgh lost to Oakland and then came back and beat New England. They are that check on Hyde. The saints, if they win today and win tomorrow, or excuse me, win next week, um, they, they clinch the number one seed. And I think that that motivation right there, being able to rest guys week 17, we get to, let Teddy Bridgewater play, let, let Breeze take the week off, is is huge for them. So it, it's going to be a game where I think the Saints are going to come out against Pittsburgh and say, let's see if you can keep up with us on offense. To answer your question, though, I don't know how they stop Juju next week. And I, he's, you know, we've seen kind of the second, third receivers at times give the Saints fits because, you know, obviously you're trying to avoid Marshawn Lattimore. But Antonio Brown, to me, is someone that, that can get open against anybody. And I think that it's going to be a spot where, Pittsburgh's going to have to throw to keep up with New Orleans. You're not going to be able to run too much against the Saints. We've shown that all year long. But Juju should have a great game. And I think on the other side, I think it's going to be it's going to be a shootout. I think the total, I already looked at that. It's already posted, which is a little surprising. But I, th- I want to say it's 57, um, you know, which for, for this time of the year is really high. So, Juju, if you, look, if you got Juju and you're alive next week, uh, you've got to be looking pretty. Um, and then Brown, he's going to get his every week. But I, I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. All right, maybe I got ahead of myself. Let's go back to Carolina in tonight's game. Can, is there a pathway for Carolina to win this game? Can McCaffrey, I don't think he's going to be able to run a lot against the Saints, but can he make an impact in the passing game? He, he can. Um, you know, Alex Anzalone has played fantastic for New Orleans at linebacker. He's very fast. He missed the last two matchups between the teams last year. And, um, you know, I was at the, the playoff game, actually, when McCaffrey caught that one pass. And there was nobody on the field that could catch him. Um, he, I mean, he's just, he, he's, he's a guy that he gets in open field. He, he's going to take it to the house. Saints linebackers, though, have played really well. They, they're, they're faster this year. The funny thing is, Doc, you know, the, the Panthers, probably the most extreme team in the league, 
they have run, I think, 60 less plays at home, but they've run the football uh, like a couple hundred times. It's a ton more that they've run it at home than they have on the road. Um, So on the road, they pass it at home. They're like 65% running the football. I think Carolina's best path tonight is to – they've got to be disciplined in running it. I think they've got to get – um, the receivers involved in, in the running game as well, uh, do some end around sweeps like that, but just kind of keep the Saints defense on the field as much as they can. And the telling stat tonight is going to be first down uh, for Carolina because they're averaging like six yards per carry um, at home when they run the ball on first down. Saints rush defense is very good on first down. So if Carolina wins that battle, I think that's their best path to doing it. And then, you know, they're going to have to be good in the red zone. Uh, on defense, they're going to have to keep force the Saints to kick field goals. At times, the, when the Saints' offense struggles, it's in the red zone, and they're going to probably have to double team Michael Thomas, who to me is, is the lock to score tonight. But um, I, I don't think it's as easy as, as it might appear for the Saints to, to walk away here. They've won three in a row against Carolina. Uh, Saints knocked them out last year. It's a division game. You get a rivalry, so Carolina's—they're going to play them tough tonight, I think. What about Ian Thomas? He's had a lot of routes, and he's looked actually pretty good. I could argue that Greg Olson, maybe he should go to retirement sooner than later. Ian Thomas looks real deal. He's played well the last two weeks. Do the Saints match up well against him, or do you think he could have a big night? They do. They match up well. They've shut down tight ends all year. One of the biggest surprises for me watching them on defense is how well they've done against uh, tight ends. People might look at Cameron Bray last week, and he had two touchdowns, but they were, I, I want to say, his only catches in the game. And Cameron Braid's kind of like, I, I kind of say he's like the Joey Gallo of football. He, he does one thing. He catches touchdowns, it seems. But, um, and then nothing else. But they've done really well against tight ends all year long. Um, and, and, you know, if you're looking at the showdown slate, I, I think the Saints are either going to say we're taking away McCaffrey or we're taking away Thomas with, with our linebackers. I'll probably focus on McCaffrey. Um, but even then, they, they've done really well against tight ends this year. The the spot I, I kind of look at for Carolina tonight that nobody's going to go to is, is Devin Funches. And he's probably going to get one-on-one with Lattimore, uh, which is not ideally a, a good matchup. But we've seen Cam will we'll still throw it to him in tough spots. He got eight targets in the same matchup last year uh, when Lattimore was guarding him. He's the best red zone threat. So to me, just because of how good the Saints have been at the linebacker level uh, guarding opposing tight ends, and they're going to be focused on McCaffrey, I think Funches is the guy that, that could sneak out a touchdown tonight for, for Carolina. But I agree, Thomas has looked good. He's probably the new guy there at tight end. Um, it's just that every week the Saints have been they've, they've shut down opposing tight ends. All right, for the thousands of people listening to us right now, let's do a lineup for them on DK, the one, the one game. Okay. Are we going to go with uh, Michael okay. Thomas? Is he our lead guy? He's my lead guy and the captain. I, I think you're looking at a ton of catches, um, he scored, I think, every game that they played against Carolina. Good good upside for two touchdowns. And I've kind of leaned that in some of these games that do tend to be up towards on the, on the scoring that you don't always go quarterback and the captain. I think that's a mistake people make. So let's go Thomas and the captain. All right, Thomas is a captain. So now we have five more spots. Give me a guy I need to have. Uh, I think with Thomas, you got to go Breeze uh, because we're playing for multiple touchdowns. You get the correlation. I, I don't think it's a heavy run game for the Saints tonight. They're, they're going to get the usage there, but I think you got to get Breeze in there. Um, and then on the Carolina side, I, like I said, I, I'm putting in Devin Funches to start off with. So let's get those guys in there to uh, All right, so start. Thomas, Breeze, Funches. Now we're, I've got about 16-9 left. All right, so I'm going to give you a long shot here first. Let's get the, the value guy in. Uh, 
Austin Carr is inactive tonight. You're probably saying, Austin Carr, who's that? Which this wasn't even something I was thinking before. But You like Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, I love Tommy Lee Lewis. I love Tommy Lee Lewis. Today. Great balls of fire. He, yeah, because Traquan has struggled lately. And every game the Saints have played against Carolina last year, it was Ted Ginn over the top that they went to. Tommy Lee Lewis has the speed to do that tonight. Let's plug him in. I want to say he's around $800. 800, 800 so right. That, so now do I go McCaffrey or do I go Kamara? What am I doing with my 16000 So I'm going McCaffrey just because of usage. And like I said, they're running the ball 60 to 70% more at home. It's got to be McCaffrey. He's their best player on offense. Would you rather have Cam instead of McCaffrey? No, because of Cam's shoulder. Just because I can't trust him with the shoulder the way he's looked lately. And look, if if Cam throws one to McCaffrey and McCaffrey takes it to the house, then I got the McCaffrey points. But I I don't think Cam's going to run enough tonight. I don't know. If you want to go Cam, though, you can talk me into it. I just would lean McCaffrey. I love McCaffrey. He's a roto child. All right, I've got 4,500 left. What am I doing? Uh, With 4,500 left, there's two ways I I think we could go here. You could either lean probably the homer route with me and say Saints defense are going to sack Cam a lot. Um, They've been – They've been great over the past month and a half at, at getting to the quarterback. I don't know the exact numbers, but they're getting about two to three sacks a game. I know the over-under prop on that is two and a half tonight. Or you can probably go the safe route since we got Breeze here, which is Ben Watson. And, and Carolina is terrible, really... terrible against a tight end. Terrible. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, the funny thing is Dan Arnold has kind of been a trendy name lately, but he's been more, he's been more of a receiver than a tight end, um, just based on where he lines up and, and the routes he runs. So, I would go with Watson, you know, someone like Josh Hill, he's more of a goal line type guy. So let's let's go Watson at thirty eight hundred. So, to, so to now I've out. got seven hundred over. Your boy Funches is there, but I could go up to Curtis Samuel. Why do we like Funches more than Samuel? Because Samuel, when he's on the field, he's very electric. He is, and the reason I like Funches, I just think Funches is the red zone target for them. Um, big body. I think Cam's gonna look to I think I think Cam will look to throw it in the red zone if, if the Saints take away McCaffrey down there. So this gets you – both obviously get you the exposure, um, certainly to Cam to, against the, the passing side. I just view Samuel as, as being someone that the Saints are going to be able to bottle up. Um, you know, Eli Apple has, has looked pretty well lately. Um, I know he, he, got, he got a bad rap when he was in New York and first when he came over to the Saints, but he's played well lately. So it's just a, it's a, it's a hunch feeling that uh, – with Funches for me tonight on why I went there, but certainly, you know, Samuel, when he's on, um, he's looked good. And certainly he's been, he's gotten, you know, twice or even three times the targets as, as Funches has in late recent games. So um, oh, I just said, right I, I think Funches gets the target. Cam doesn't throw the ball okay. to short. To sh- Cam doesn't throw the ball well to short guys. You know that. Exactly. Exactly. And you got Funches who's six, four, who's got a size mismatch on every single one of the Saints cornerbacks. Uh, so it's, with that shoulder, I mean, Cam to, to Samuel to me is is, is going to have to be a deep bomb. Um, and I, you know, it seems like Carolina was better at times, um, even last year when they when they got the receivers involved on on sweeps or things like that. With McCaffrey created that deception, but um, I just you know I, I think Funches is going to use that size down in the red zone. I, I do think he scores a touchdown for Carolina today. All right. Well, if I win a million dollars, I will send you a check. I, you know what? We'll split it. We'll all split right, it. Deal. <laughs> all right. Wishing you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, Steve, all right? 
Same to you, doctor. All right, talk soon. Okay, that's Steve Wood right, from doc. Scout Thanks. DFS, doing an amazing job as always. And please check out everything he does at Scout DFS. He is the heart and soul of that. He helps out everything from, from writing to putting on the IT. We don't have Renner. We're in big trouble. So you need him. We all need him. And please check it out at ScoutDFS.com. All right, guys, we come back. I am going to review week 15. And I'll take a look at tonight's game as well when we return on Scout Fantasy Sports right after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Are you trying to get crazy with this, eh? Don't you know I'm loco? All right, guys, if you like to wager on sports or never have or like to try, head on over to Bet DSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, so you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Get an edge with live betting at Bit DSI, where you can wager virtually anytime during a contest, capitalizing on in-game action. There's so many ways you can make money. So go to Bet DSI and enter the promo code FNTSY100. And when signing up to get a 100% bonus deposit match, that's promo code FNTSY100. Bet DSI, where, play- where players get paid. That's all I have to say. Players get paid. Um, I'm debating about that lineup that I just did with Renner. I think the I like where he's going with that. The only change I may need to make, and then if I make this change and he's right, I'm going to be very angry at myself. I am. I just don't like Funches ever, and I like Curtis Samuel more as a player. So I think I'm going to make that change. And if I lose a million, I'm going to I'm going to get a I'm going to get an angry text from Renner. Doc, you idiot. We could have won a lot of money. I may change back. What do I know? I just don't trust Devin Funches. But he is right about the Lattimore and the size and the apple. I don't know. All right, maybe I'll change it back. I'll change it back. And then if I'm wrong, I'll blame him. How about that? All right, I did that. Boom. Okay. Let me see one more thing. Yeah, he liked Tommy Lee Lewis. Great balls of fire. All right, let's take a look at week 15 real quick. Um, we talked a little bit about the Chargers and the Chiefs. I want to give a lot of props to Anthony Lynn for going for it. I love that. I love that. That is a if I'm a if I'm an owner, I am general manager, I'm loving this guy. I want a guy to go for it. You know, years ago, Barry Switzer was coaching a game in the NFL, and it was fourth and one in his own 29-yard line or something like that. And the Cowboys didn't get it. He goes, if I can't get one yard, I don't deserve the play. He's right. Team should get one yard. You should be able to get one yard. I like going for two. I loved it. All right, Houston and the Jets. If you're a Texan fan, you better be worried about that pass, pass defense because it's terrible. It is terrible. Robbie Anderson lit the Jets, lit the Texans up. Seven for 96 in a touchdown, and Sam Darnold looked pretty good. Pretty good against a decent team. I don't know if the Texans are making a deep run when they have that kind of uh, pass defense. We talked a little about Cleveland and Denver. 
I think Denver's biggest problem is that Case Keenum stinks. Stinks. I don't care what you're going to say. He stinks. Two interceptions. The guy had 31 completions for 257 yards. Now, I'm not good at math, so let me get out the calculator. That's an average of eight yards per. you got to do better than that in the NFL. Eight yards doesn't do you any good. Oh, well, they're throwing like that because they can't run the football. Well, if you can't run the football, you're not going to win in the NFL either. Seriously. All right, Baltimore against Tampa Bay. If you played Adam Humphreys, Cameron Brait, Chris Godwin, I'm sorry, you shouldn't have. You should have listened. The Ravens are very good against receivers, very good against receivers, especially at home. Now, I know Mike Evans played well. I would never tell you to bench Mike Evans, but I didn't like, I didn't like Humphreys or Godwin at all. I liked Braid a little bit. I did, but I didn't like the other guys. For Baltimore, man, this is, this is Lamar Jackson's show. For better or worse, this is Lamar Jackson's team. He, they're going to go as far as this guy can take them. And let me tell you something. He's, he's pretty good. Just has to become a better thrower of the football. But they got a lot of no-name receivers, you know, Sneed and Andrews and Brown. And, you know, John Brown has really been relegated to nothing now without Joe Flacco. By the way, Joe Flacco, I think he's got a couple of years left in the NFL. If I'm the Jacksonville Jaguars, I might sign Joe Flacco for a couple of years. I could get back to the playoffs with him. Certainly better than Blake Bortles. Maybe I'm wrong with that. I don't think I am. I think I'm, I'm okay with that. The Falcons beat the Arizona Cardinals. And by the way, Steve Wilkes, bye-bye. Bye. There's no way this guy's getting out of this year with that job. Done. Now, look, I don't know if it's all Steve Wilkes' fault. Josh Rosen stinks. He does. They have no receiver outside of Larry Fitzgerald. And I feel so badly for Larry Fitzgerald, who I would have loved to have seen in Minnesota this year, to be the third white out there with Thielen and Diggs. But this team's going nowhere. This team's got nothing. If you said, Dr. Roto, do you want the, the Arizona Cardinal GM job? I'd be like, wow, that's a, I don't know if I could fix I don't even know if I could fix it. And I can fix most anything when it comes to fantasy football or football. But I don't know if I could fix that mess. That's a mess there. Trent Sherfeld? Jalen Tolliver? These are guys who, I don't even know who they are. Boy. All right, let's see. Indianapolis against Dallas. By the way, if you played Amari Cooper, you shouldn't have. If you listened, if you went to Scout DFS, Willie Walls and I begged you, begged you not to play Amari Cooper. It was a trap, I said. Why would his price go down on FanDuel to 6600 after the week he had last week? Because there was no way he was having a good game. And yes, it is just that easy. When it looks too good to be true, it's not. It's just not. Good game by the, by the, by the Colts. By the way, I said before the year started that my two surprise teams were the Bears and the Colts. I was kind of right on both of them. Matt Nagy's been sensational. And the Colts are a pretty darn good team. I got to tell you, the Colts don't suck. They just had a very bad beginning of the year. And when you think about it, if I tell you two of the teams the Colts lost to, you would be shocked. They lost to the Bengals. And they lost to the Jets. 
the Jets. They lost to the Patriots. They lost a close one to the Texans. They lost to the Eagles. I mean, really, they should have beaten the Eagles. Should have beaten the Jets. Should have beaten the Bengals. They beaten the Bills, the Raiders, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Texans, the Cowboys. And they lost the Jaguars 6 nothing. Shame on them for that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight wins. Not bad. Not bad. It's not a bad little team here. They have the Giants and Titans. I think they can win both games. There's no way the Giants are beating the Colts in Indianapolis. None. Zero. Nada. Nada. And by the way, have you watched Darius Leonard? Do me a favor. Watch this guy. Outside of Khalil Mack, he's the second best defensive player in the NFL. Yes, I just said that. J.J. Watt, I'll take Leonard. Dude is everywhere. He plays pass defense. He had 11 tackles, nine solo, two pass defenses, and one tackle for a loss. And then he also gets sacks too, by the way. That's how good he is. He's He's outstanding. He is outstanding. And I love that guy, Denico Autry. Eli Manning is going to have nightmares about Denico Autry next week. Going to sack him three times. Three times. Boom, boom, boom. Telling you. Fact. Minnesota beats the Dolphins convincingly. I had liked Cousins and Dalvin Cook. I gave that out. I thought Cousins would have been better. But he didn't need to be. They were up, they were up by 21 in the first quarter. They didn't have to throw it so much. 14 for 21 for 215 yards. They took the, the, the you know, pedal off the gas. Right? They didn't have to do anything. And by the way, Miami stinks and Frank Gore's done. Kalen Ballage, you want a guy. You want a guy for next week? Miami plays Jacksonville. You might be starting Kalen Ballage as your running back. Sounds crazier than it is, but I think I might be doing that. Just throwing it out there. And best ball, you might be using him. By the way, I am starting to like the Buffalo Bills more and more. Josh Allen... There's something about this kid I really like. And Robert Foster, you know, I really didn't know Rob, and I watch college football, but I didn't know Robert Foster. So let me see, what did he really do at uh, in Alabama? I didn't know he was that good a player. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember him being that good. But, I mean, he played at Alabama, right? He's looked good. Isaiah McKenzie's looked good. Allen's looked good. By the way, I told you Zay Jones wouldn't. He's not a number one receiver, Zay Jones. That's the problem. Zay is a two. But if you bring in anybody else, then you lose Foster's and McKenzie, who I happen to like. By the way, play the shock player for me of the week was Kenny Galladay going seven for 146 against Tredavious White. When I asked Sean Child, should I play Mike Williams, Kenny Galladay, or Cortland Sutton? He goes, why would you bench Galladay? I said, Tredavious White. He goes, why would you bench Galladay? Sean was right. 100% right. Chicago beat Green Bay. Big problem there. There's nobody besides Devontae Adams that's any good on Green Bay. You've got Adams, Rodgers, and nothing. Seriously, nothing. You know I'm right, Packers fans. It's true. By the way, Chicago's just deep. Howard, Cohen, this kid, Taquan Mazzell, Robinson, Gabriel, Shaheen, haven't even, Burton. It's a good team. All Mitch Trubisky has to do is not suck in the playoffs and they'll make a run. Cincinnati played well. By the way, you have to like Joe Mixon. 
You have to like Joe Mixon. Good, good player. I said it before, I said it again. He is a good player. He can run. He can catch. They use him in short yardage. They use him at the goal line. I feel very badly about Tyler Boyd being out. I don't think he plays anymore this year. So you have no Boyd and you have no A.J. Green. Let me ask you this. No Boyd, no A.J. Green. Good thing they have no more home games because nobody would go. I know I wouldn't. You want to sit in Cincinnati in the cold to watch Jeff Driscoll throwing a Cody Core and Matt Lengel? <laughs> I'm not sure who's going to get fired faster, Doug Marone or Steve Wilkes. I think it's a race because Doug Marone is done. D-O-N-E, done. He is terrible. Cody Kessler, 9 for 17 for 57 yards. How do you think you're going to win in the NFL? Tom Coughlin is out of his mind. Tom Coughlin, I truly, you mark this down. He's going to be the next Jaguars coach. And he thinks he can win with old school football. Tom, honey, it's outdated. Ground and pound doesn't win anymore in the NFL. Spread offenses work. Motion works. Little fast gadget guys work. Your offense doesn't work anymore. Now, you could argue that your offense works in your division because the Titans play the same crummy game that you do with Derrick Henry, but the Colts don't. The Colts have a lot of guys who move around, and the Colts are getting better. You give the Colts one more receiver, that's a scary team. Hilton, Mack, Hines, Ebron, Doyle, and Doyle is out too, by the way. Colts are onto something. And the Texans have Hopkins, who's just the best player in the whole division. But you're not, Jacksonville not going anywhere with this offense. Nine for 17 for 57 yards? Are you kidding me, dude? Blake Bortles might be better than that. This team is terrible. You know why they need to play in England? Because I don't even want to watch them. Get them off my TV screen. And to lose to the Redskins, who stink. Oh, man. Now, I did say this. I did say on Friday night, if you listen to our show with Adam Ronas, I said that Seattle was going to lose. Trap game. Knew it. They played so well against Minnesota, and Seattle doesn't travel well. It was too big a game, and it was a letdown. They go into San Francisco, and San Francisco brings it. And you know what? I really like the job that Kyle Shanahan's doing. I just love it. I'm so impressed. I'm so impressed with what he's doing. And I just asked myself, man, if Jimmy Garoppolo was there, how good would this team be? Scary good. Scary good. By the way, Chris Carson, real deal. 22 carries, 119 yards and a touchdown. And Doug Baldwin, four for 77 and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's right. Four for 77 and two touchdowns. He helped you out. Were you shocked like I was that New England got lost to Pittsburgh and only put up 10 points? Now, let me just say this. I'm going to tell you one of the problems that the Patriots have. And nobody's going to tell you this except me. This is why you listen. Sony Michelle can't catch. If you look at what he did at Georgia last year, if I'm not mistaken, he had like 9 or 10 or 11 catches, something like that. 
when he's on the field, everybody knows they're running the football. They need to make him a three-down threat. Otherwise, they're too predictable as an offense. When James White's out there, you know they're passing. When, when Michelle's in there, you know they're running. That's not good. The beauty of the Patriots is that you don't know what they're going to do. But when they're predictable like that, it's a problem. I really believe that's going to be the reason they don't get to a Super Bowl again. It's not Brady. It's not Edelman. Maybe it's Gronk is, 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 is fading. Josh Gordon did nothing last week. He'll have a better week against Buffalo for sure. For sure. Buffalo will not travel well this week. Buffalo played really well the last, last, this week against Detroit. They will not travel well. Not to New England. And then the game that I have to say, I apologize to everybody out there. I would have told you that I thought that the Rams were going to win and win big. But I got to give credit to the, to the Eagles. I have to give credit to the Eagles. I'm shocked that Zach Ertz and Golden Tate didn't do more, but Alshon Jeffrey was a beast of epic proportions and Wendell Smallwood, two touchdowns. But I really thought that the Rams were going to bring it to them. But I'll tell you this. The Rams desperately, desperately miss Cooper Cup. He is the glue. Say what you want. He's the glue to that whole team. Now, look, you're going to look at the box score and you'll say, Dr. Rota, you're out of your mind, you idiot. Look at Josh Reynolds. Look at Cooks. Look at that. It's not that. It's about when you go to Cooper Cup. When Jared Goff needs a play, he always looked at Cooper Cup. And Cup's not there. And that's the problem. And that's why the Rams are not going to win this year. I love the Rams. I do. But I think the Bears and Saints are a more complete team. They're more complete. And they miss Cooper Cup desperately. And I feel badly because Cooper Cup is one of my favorite players. And I had him on a couple of fantasy teams. And I miss him. I do. I miss him terribly. But I really think, I really think that that, that's that's what the Rams are missing. It's true. All right. You know what else I'm missing? Not much. But if you're missing a fantasy championship, let us help you out at ScoutFantasySports.com and ScoutDFS. All right? But right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. My man Adam Ronis is back tomorrow. I'll be back with you on Friday night with Ronis from 7 to 8. Previewing week 16. If you need to win tonight, I'm rooting for you. I'm pulling for you. Get a big win, all right? This is Dr. Roto saying be well. Take care.